Alright guys, today I get to interview Anthony Trucks, a former NFL athlete, ninja warrior, international speaker, author, podcaster, but one of my favorite things is a person who loves to think about change and growth in their life and their business. And so we're going to get down to it today and talk about how you could become a better version of yourself, how we could do the dark work and all kinds of things about taking ourselves to the next level. I found out pre-show today that we actually don't live that far away from each other, so I am Fired up about that as well, because there's a little town in Turlock called Delhi that we are both connected to in various ways, which I would have never expected before the show that that would be the case. But Anthony, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, take us into it right away. And, and I could be missing here, but obviously as an NFL athlete, you had the injury and that took you into a dark place. Is that is that the beginning of where the dark work started or, or tell us where the dark work started? Oh, yeah. Well, no. But yes, I think there's, there's different levels of the dark work concept, man. It really started when I was 15 years old, though. I, I was given away into foster care. had a lot of craziness going on. I eventually, after 11 years in the system, got adopted by a very poor all-white family. Didn't have much sense of who I was identity-wise and, like, where I fit in this world, which I think we all face at times. And then I had this moment in time where I wanted to play football. I was like, I want to try this thing because it just seemed good. And we all have these dreams at some point to try something new, and this was my desire to try something new. But like all of us, I tried and I realized I suck at it, right? That's what the first part of it is. I'm like, it sucks. And so not only do you you physically or sorry, emotionally have this feeling of like I suck, I physically felt that I suck because it's football and these little kids hit you back. So I'm doing this thing and I go, I don't want to do this. And I had a moment in time where I, I checked out, my adoptive mom got diagnosed with MS and I was kind of floating around and I was like, I, I didn't like the feeling of this foster kid who wasn't able to do much. And I had this, this weight of like, you're not supposed to do much on me. And I woke up, I go, no, I got to do something. And what I did was I go, well, what does it take to be a great football player? And what I noticed was there were things that had to be done that I wasn't used to doing. This is everybody's journey, right? You want this thing. You cannot have this thing if you don't do those things. And when I look at identity, it's you can't attain or sustain a dream above your current identity. Actions, habits, um, perspectives, language, whatever it is, even the mindset behind it all. And so I go, okay, what does a football player do? So I saw what it was and I go, I'm going to start doing these things. So I did these things in the dark that were not fun they were unsexy my people like my teammates and family they, they misunderstood why are you doing this? this isn't who you are they ridicule you oh you suck you're skinny you can't catch and, but you just keep doing it and the more i did it the more it did two things one developed a skill i needed to be great at the game but two it developed an identity that could be dominant and it actually did what i call upgraded my identity so i i believe that this was the first time i did a dark work experience and so when i found myself in a football field later and you're in front of an opposition, wherever it might be, a defining moment in life, there's a different mentality a dominator's identity have, which is this. I've done too much work in the dark to lose in the light. It's the, it's the, it breathes in you, right? And it's not because one day you woke up. It's because for seven months, I caught a football 500 times a day, lifted weights every day, ran routes every day. For some people, it's their every day getting up and they're taking care of their mom or their dad or their sister or cousin. They're going to work every day. They're hitting the weights every day. But there's a moment when you show up and, and you have this different sense of self that's not going to lose because you've done too much. And that's where I find that dark work is not just I'm in a dark period, but it's the work I did in the dark so I can shine brighter in the light. And that carried me through high school and, and I got great opportunities for college football and scholarships. Then I got you know to the point you talked about um, and a fellow kind of stuff. And then I was in a dark time. Now, dark times and dark work. Before, before we go there, I want to I want to I want to kind of break this out a little bit because I heard just heard yeah, Alex yeah, from Ozzy yeah. talk on this a little bit. And this is something I, I, I hadn't thought about till recently, which is this idea that when you do the things you're supposed to do, even if you're not getting the results, there is a belief that comes in based on the I've earned it or I've deserved it. 
And this is now yeah. confirmation. I'm hearing it for the second time. Like you had incredibly advanced identity structure beliefs from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Like, was that, did you learn that from your parents? Did you learn that from books? Did you learn that? No. Like, did, was it just in, in, internal? I had no belief, man. hundred percent. I love the hormonal things because you have to outwork your doubt. I love that. Yeah. Cause it's, when I heard him say it, it's like, he's good at, at, at precision of words that, that conceptually have weight. And so yeah. he said that something really big in a little bit of words. And but, but what it was is I, people go, well, how'd you know that if you work real hard, you're going to get a college football scholarship? Oh, I didn't. Well, why'd you yeah. work real hard? You had belief. I said, no, I don't have any belief. They go, well, we had to have something. And I go, let me think. And I did find, I go, you know, I did have a belief, but here was the belief. I believed if nothing changed that I would end up in a place I didn't want to be. Ooh. That was the belief. And I go, well, I believe that if I just keep doing this, I'm going to end up a statistic. Most people don't know in foster care, 75% of prison inmates in America are former foster kids. Half our homeless population, my brother who lived in Delhi, we spoke about, his family, when he turned 18, disappeared to New Mexico, didn't give him the address, left him homeless for the most part. You know, just these things, less than 1% of us graduate from college, you know? So we're in these situations where we're assuming that, uh, you know, that I had confidence. I didn't. You have to build it. And it was a daily thing. That's why for me, when I looked at it, I go, well, when I'm getting up and people are ridiculing me, what made me believe to keep moving? Nothing except for the fact that if I don't do this, I'm still going to be who I am. And I don't like this guy because the life he's living isn't a life I want to end up living five years on the line, 10 years on the line. And so my family didn't instill that. What they did instill was I was loved. Like that, they loved me. You know, man, I've got me, but they still loved me. They fed me. I had a house. And and so that was kind of thing, but realistically, you, you have to build that. But here's the thing. Once you've built it the hard way, you will fight with all of your being to protect it. It's an investment bias. And a lot of people don't make the investment and wonder why they don't have that, that feeling. And it's like, you didn't earn it, man. I'm not even sorry. I'll go, I'm sorry. But no, I'm not sorry. You didn't earn it. You don't get to have it. Wow. Well, which is another reason, too, that people that have to earn it can explain it and they could teach it. Because the ones who it comes to naturally, they don't even know how they did it. Right. It just, it just came. Um, yeah. and that's, that's what I love about what you're doing is obviously you could, you can also explain it with such precision and clarity. All right. So take us, take us into the NFL portion. So I get, uh, in the NFL, NFL stands for, uh, not for long. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it gets to this point where I'm in, I get hurt. And when I get, when I get done, I come home and to figure out who I am. Right. Cause I don't, I don't know. I've been playing football. It's been who I am. It's been my core identity for years. And so now you, you wake up one day and you can't do the thing you used to do. Now, for me, it was sports. For some people, it's the military. For some, it's I sent a kid to college. Uh, I got divorced, right? I lost a child or lost a loved one. And you wake up and go, I, I don't know what to do. Who am I? And that was a dark time for me. It left me trying to find a way to fill the hole. And so now I'm married to my high school sweetheart. We had had a kid at you know 20 years old in college. We now had twins. And I'm navigating this marriage thing at the age of 26 in a business, a gym business. I opened my degrees in kinesiology. So I'm like, let me do a, a fitness because, you know, no athletes ever do fitness. <laughs> so, right. so I came out, I'm doing this and I lost track of self and family. And my wife's at home from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. every night with a four year old newborn twins. It's crazy, you know, and I'm not making money in my business. I'm just out there stressing, stressing her. We're not paying the mortgage. It's 2008, you know. So it did just, it all went downhill and I find myself divorced, like suicidal. Like it just, I was like, this thing sucks, bro. And, and for me, it was a very dark time. And, and I say that in a sense of in the dark times, I, I call it the fog. We just float. I wake up, go through the paces, go to bed. There's no, there's no progression. There's no joy. There's no, I'm just surviving, you know? 
and it was a heavy space for me. And then at one point in 2014, April 15th, my mom passed away from MS. And it finally started the wheels of me turning of like, this can't be the life I live. Like this woman, her body robbed her ability to live her life, yet she gave so much life to me. I could walk and talk and move. Why am I not living a better life than what she's doing? And so it was this, this little seed in me. Now, I would love to say that that was, I got up and started doing craziness and I was amazing. I didn't because I'm stupid because I'm human, you know? And then I got to this moment where I woke up on January 1st, 2016. I had this Russian woman who had flown from Russia over to visit me because I was, you know, I was a cool guy, you know? We'd done hookah and I'm like hung over and I look in the mirror and I go, I hate this man. Like this guy, I hated him. He was like, this is not a guy that my boys should emulate. My daughter should ever be with a guy like me. And I go, something's got to change. And that was the thing that goes, something has to change. I got to start doing things differently. And so I didn't do it with the intention of it, but I go, I have to change my life experience. I got to change the situations I'm in. And so I did. I cut off all women. Uh, I stopped traveling and doing stuff with people. I stopped partying. I started asking myself some really deep questions that I knew the answer to, but wanted to avoid. Because when you're in those funky places, you don't like being alone because you don't like who you're alone with. And for me, I started having these deep conversations to figure that guy out. And the more I did, the the more it like prompted me to figure out certain things to do. I went and had conversations with people I never thought I'd talk to again. I apologized to some. I just I squared things up in ways that, I mean, some people I I really like hated, hated. And we figured it out, you know. And so the more I did that, the better it, it became this, this sense of self that I got my confidence back, got my guy back. And the next thing you know, three years later, I remarried my ex-wife. We have an amazing marriage. We're seven years deep in a remarriage now. And a lot of it goes to that, that dark work time I did. It's, I called it a dark work experience. And here's where it comes for everybody else to be beneficial because you're listening and going, okay, I don't know this guy's story. It's a story, right? I go, you're missing the entire piece of this. Every single day, we all wake up and we operate as a certain person. We operate uh, off of just almost instinct. We just flow, right? It's, it's, it's your identity. It's who you are when you aren't thinking about who you are. But that human being was crafted a very specific way. We have gone through certain experiences to be wired neurologically and psychologically to operate that way. And the way we operate determines what we get in life. But a lot of us, we only program that through accidents, you know, crap hit the fan, things went sideways, I was forced to do this thing, and all of a sudden I go, oh man, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I had that skill, because you never were forced to do it. So we, ha we do what I say on demand, or when crap hits the fan. And it only happens through experience, only. It's, you can't think it into existence, you can't hope it. It's like if a dog walks in a room, and you were bit as a kid, and I wasn't, your experience wires you to go, oh my gosh, a dog, and you run away. For me, I go, oh, a dog, right? Just off of just experience, and our wiring. So I realized, okay, for me, what I did in that time was I intentionally subjected myself to an experience that rewired my neurological pathways and psychological pathways for who I am, how I show up, what I do, and that's the reason I'm successful. That's why if you give me a book and somebody else a book, there's going to be a different outcome, not because I'm smarter or more intelligent. I'm just wired differently from my experiences. So I may take the information, there's a way I'm going to read it, a way I'm going to process it, a way I'm going to take an action towards it, how I'm going to stick to it when it gets hard in ways other people just won't. And that's the magic. It is not the information, it's who you are with it. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the experiences you created for yourself. If you're willing to dive in, like, yeah, give, us, give in. us some context. So my marriage fell apart because my wife had an affair. Now, I will tell you this, there's no justification for what she did as a choice. There's no condoning it, nothing whatsoever. 
But I had to get to an understanding point because when things happen and you feel helpless and hopeless, your thought goes to, man, everybody's like this. There's nothing I can do. Like, all women suck, right? And then I had to do some deep diving. This is part of the rewiring. I had to sit there in, a, in a, a room, in a brown couch, stare at a wall and go, how did my marriage get here? Why is my business struggling? Why am I out of shape? And this was the reality. Oh, I'm the common denominator in all of my problems. Either I've created it or I'm allowing it to stay here. And it's a tough ownership, but it was a catalyst. Okay, okay, great. If I'm like, okay, well, then where would part of my fault be in the marriage? And I got to trickling back. And again, I'm pissed at this lady. It's all her fault. How did you step out of me? I was just trying to work for the family. And I go, oh, wait, she was at home with newborn twins and a four-year-old from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. She had needs. She wasn't doing what she did to hurt me. She was doing what she did for selfish reasons at worst to get what she needed that I couldn't give her. And so what I realized was every relationship, it takes two people to get a relationship to a certain point, meaning it took two people to get to a place where she even thought she had to make a choice in the first place like that. So I go, there's my ownership. And this was a different wiring for how I perceived the situation, the framing of it, perspective. I could actually forgive her, not for the overall action, but for for the situation she went into because she we don't we weren't given the skill sets as kids. Her parents got divorced at a young age. My parents did also. We weren't taught how to navigate marriage when it was hard. We didn't know how to communicate, you know. So I, I forgave her because the human in her was like, she wasn't trying to hurt me. She was as, she was always asking, Can you be home? Can you do it? I kept pushing her away. And I go, damn, I, I see my fault. I apologize for my fault. And it was a, a open discussions for, for growth to take place for both of us, right? The man she had an affair with was still, in, we'll call it in the, the community and vicinity. In fact, uh, one of my previous clients when I had the gym, he, uh, he ended up getting you know an opportunity to play college ball at Notre Dame, got drafted 40th overall for the New Orleans Saints, and I was there at draft day. And, and he also happened to know this guy, you know? And so the guy showed up, and we had a conversation like just two. You'd have no idea that previously we had our, our background, right? And the reason is because in the middle of my dark window, I, I went and talked to him. And not because I wanted to, I didn't, I didn't want to yell at him. I wasn't a part, but I needed him to know my place. I needed to express what I was experiencing. I wanted to hear his position. Like I just, I, I, I needed to we'll just say clear the air. And in doing so, we're not friends, but I could nod at you, you know, take a, say hi, and we can keep pressing on. And, you know, just, it is what it is. And so these little conversations are one that most people go, how could, what, why would you do that? And I, I don't know. I just, for some reason, that's what my gut told me to do. But what it did is it, it relieved me of that darkness that I would walk around with all day, that, that heaviness, that anger, that, that sadness, that feeling like something got over on me. Like those things, they, they knot you and they hold your soul captive in ways you don't realize. So that was part of it. Business partners that had stolen from me forgave them. Not because I wanted to forgive them, but I realized different situations and perspectives of most people who are wronging us, they're not doing it to maliciously hurt me. You know, my mom, when she gave me away when I was a kid and subjected me to a really heinous foster care system, I was, I was tortured and beaten and starved like craziness. She didn't want that to happen. She just didn't know how to take care of us. She wasn't given the tools. So I go, man, she didn't do it to hurt me. It just, she did it and it hurt me and it sucks, right? And so when I, but when I carried that all, I couldn't lift myself up. So in, in releasing and talking and navigating a lot of these things, it opened these doors for me to step into a different sense of who I am to where the things I thought would diminish me to the world and give me shame and make me small, they actually make people have a deeper respect for me because they see the strength it takes to do something like that. And then it actually allows me to help people because 
what I do in this world now is I help people create their own and go through their own dark work experience to elevate, and I say optimize your identity for your peak performance. But you can't touch and reach a soul if they don't feel like you get it. And so what I expressed and I shared and I taught, they go, oh, <laughs> all right, this guy gets it, you know. And so it affords me the opportunity for both me to be able to cathartically share, but for them to actually get served and benefit their life in some way. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us, and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah, there's a saying out there that you can't hate and understand somebody at the same time, which I think is what obviously you're, you're hitting on deeply here. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I want you to go deeper on is this idea, like obviously as you forgave and even were, are cool enough with the person who betrayed you in, in, uh, as far as with your wife, like there's probably a lightness or there's, there's some obviously humongous benefit. You talk about using that to go to peak performance. Like what was the difference? Like, pre-forgiveness, pre-understanding, and post for you as a person? Uh, I think part of it was the, uh, the feel like I talked about a moment ago, like the helplessness or hopelessness. Whenever you don't feel like you have any control of something, you're less apt to give the energy towards it. Yeah. Like my, my youngest son, <laughs> we, uh, like I, I'm, you know, I'm a bigger guy than him. He's 13 years old, and he's been hitting the weights. He's getting there. I trained him for like six months. It gets better, but he still knows dad's vastly stronger than him. And so he does this thing where, like, I'll go and, like, you know, get from behind. Like, I'll grab him and try to, like, tackle him and everything. And what he does is he just goes limp. I go, what are you doing? Do you fight back? He just he goes limp. He goes, why would I fight? I know I'm not going to win. Right? It's this. I go, that, that's not son, that's not the mentality. You, you got to find a way to fight. Maybe you slip my, my grip and you twist out. Like, you have to fight, right? Because most people, when you feel like there's no way I can win, why give the effort? Why expel it? And so I, that's how I, I function in life. Why even try to be a good guy and, you know, and, and be a, a good husband? Why even try to run a good business? The marketplace sucks. You know, um, you know why even try to, to deal with this? It's just there's no way it's going to work out. And so that was the pre. And then I sat there and go, that, that is not helping. That mentality is not working for me right now. So what do I do? And that was where it was like me stepping in and thinking deeper about like, oh, I, I can actually try to you know, create different things if I, if I take a look at it and go, while I don't think it was fun or, you know, might have been a bit my fault that this happened, I did have some control. And so afterwards, now in my life, I look at everything I have that could be, it's not going perfect at times and go, but there's no way I can't affect this positively.
just none. Now, it may not happen immediately, but there's no way I can't affect this positively. What is that? And I set my brain to find it because before, I would set my brain to find the negative. And guess your brain finds whatever you set it to find, right? So if I set it to find the negative, what's wrong, it'll find it all day. In fact, we're easier set for that. We are tuned for negative. For example, if I say, hey, I know you're up there in uh, the Turlock area. Hey, can you take me to the airport on Saturday? The first thing your brain goes, why can't I? Why can't I? It it immediately goes there. It's a natural set. Why can't I do it? What's the reason I can't do it? Not because you don't like me, but you want to figure out what's the reason I can't as opposed to going, yeah, I can. I'll figure a way to get it done. That's not the set point for us. And I'm not saying it's bad. It just is, right? And so for me, I try to train my brain to go, all right, there's something going wrong. How can I affect it positively? I'll look for it. And lo and behold, I find it, right? Uh, Even in my business, we had this recently take place. I, I teach speakers and coaches how to run a business like mine, start it, launch it, all that fun stuff. And I, we've been trying this marketing avenue because the product is great. People love the system. They love the program. It's amazing. But then getting it in, it's like it's a different thing from the marketing, advertising, you get its whole world. And we've been trying this methodology. It has not been working. It's been a headache a little bit. And I go, what? And a lot of people just quit it. They just stop and move on and they don't. And I go, no. We've, every time we've done it, we've learned something. What have I learned that I can use in positive? We found a little unique way. And as of this morning, we just brought in $30,000 of, of new coaching clients. As of this, I just got another one. We were starting. I got another text from the team for another uh, program attendee. So these little things, right? It's because I kept going. Because last month in the same program, we, we lost $35,000. Like the month before, we brought in fifty. Last month, lost thirty-five. I'm like, but what's going on? But in that, that lost thirty-five, most people would go, stop, man. You're just going to keep blowing through. It's going to burn it all. You know, you're going to lose it all. And I go, no, there's something I learned. If I can apply this thing, I can affect it positively. So we did. Just yesterday, did some this this new webinar we're doing. And sure enough, today we're, we're in a positive. Everybody's happy again, right? But imagine if I go, it's not going to work, guys. Chalk it up. Try something new. I, I, it's that whole picture, the guy with the diamond mind, right? There's one guy picking away. And he's an inch from it. Another guy's far, yep. but he's still going. I just, before I went through that window of experience, my thought was always, it's not going to happen. Now it's like, it's inevitability. It is inevitable I'm going to have success. I just have to keep going. Well, it's kind of that adult version of, right, of not going limp when the forces around you feel too strong, right? You keep yeah. fighting, you keep fighting, you keep fighting. Um, as a former math teacher and lover of education, you gave a video where you talked about the internal and external pressure and you put it in a scientific terms, in the terms of a cell. Like, I'd love to dive in, in that with you. Cause I think that plays in here with some of the stuff you're talking about. Which one is this? Cause I do a lot of videos. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, let me, so basically you were talking about like not letting external pressure, like not letting the people in your world from the outside come in and affect you, but you also oh, yeah, have like yeah. an internal environment that you set. Oh, how cells. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the actual process of it. Cause cells have like the Krebs cycle and how like things yep. come in and go out and muscles work. Yeah, there yeah. is. There's like a, a cellular membrane, you know, it's like a fatty wall that the cell has and, and there has to be a pressure and opposition to keep the cell. The thing about the, the ocean, what is it? The ocean thing that went down for the, uh, the Titanic, everybody got crushed. I don't know yep, what that the, thing the was. Submarine, the ocean gate. Yeah, the submarine. And so it's kind of the same thing for a cell is there's, there's always going to be the outside pressure, right? But the inside pressure keeps its size, keeps its shapes, keeps you as you are. I, I believe that all humans have this. Men have an interesting dynamic to it because we function in an interesting world. Uh, women have it as well, obviously. Um, but like I am my household. I, I am in a place, my wife has her role. She does her thing. I have my role, but I'm different in a sense of I'm the protector. 
I'm the stability. I'm I'm the ground. I am the uh, I'm at times the one that's the enforcer of rules. Right. I'm the disciplinarian. And and when we go into public, like I am the one that has to make sure all five of us get back home safely. That's just that's my role. There's a pressure that comes with that. And if I don't have the internal fortitude and strength to press back against that and have, I'll be crushed under the weight of responsibility. And this is for everybody. This is just, it's different ways you may have it as the company's CEO or as the manager in your position, or maybe you're the person that leads the PTA. I, I don't care what it is, but you will have a certain level of pressure. And then what happens is if you don't have the ability to hold that, then you can't have that experience of life. You can't, wow. you can't exist, you know? So if I can't handle it because I'm strong enough inside, I don't get an amazing wife. I don't have happy, healthy, joyous kids. I don't get to go take trips to the family. I don't get to make money and do things that free up my time. I just, I don't. Because like I, people pay me $25,000 to get on the stage. There's pressure that comes with that. I got to make sure when I get off, everybody's happy, right? It's an hour. I get to make sure they go, this guy was worth 25000 And a lot of people on, on the line, there's, there's the person that booked me. There's the audience that has to be happy about. There's my bureau agent. There's my actual agent. There's me. There's my family, right? So I, I carry a lot onto that stage of me. But if you do it right, because you can handle the strength of it all and you can press back and see outside pressure, it's amazing because you have that pride, that that confidence, that joy that comes with that. So like before this podcast, you're like, hey, you know, do you, uh, we're going to get started. You have, you know, I, I have questions. I'm like, it don't matter to me. Let's rock and roll. Because <laughs> yeah, I've done this and I know how to have conversations. So it's like, I have the strength to press back. It's the pressure of like, I'm going to be in the spot. I have no idea what he's about to ask, but hopefully I can, you know, we got this. And that, that's where I think most people, they don't comprehend the goal is to actually create the strengths. You have the ability to withstand the pressures of the levels you rise to. How does someone who knows they need to be able to withstand that pressure, but can't currently or don't feel like they can, how do they gain that strength? Well, two, two ways. One is you have to step in and be okay getting crushed or failing, right? You have to because there is way more to learn than my words could teach you. There, there's situation. My son right now is going through his first heartbreak. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's interesting, right? And, and the thing is because, like, you know, the girl who was talking to her and then, you know, that, that, she doesn't want to talk to him as much and they're parting ways. It's, like, it's just you can see he's crumbling a little bit. And, and what happens is he's going to have to at some point later on withstand the pressure of this and a marriage, maybe with kids and all these kind of hardships that take place. I hope not. No, you know, hopefully not divorce like me, but just life happens. And so I explained to him, I said, son, 30-year-old you needs this to happen right now. He does. You don't see it yet, but 30, 35, 50-year-old you needs this to happen. 60-year-old you needs what happens in 10 years to happen. That sucks too, son. And so what happens is you, but you can't, you can't not get in the game. You still have to keep dating and talking. You still do it. And so I said, the thing is you got to go in and you have to have your heart crushed sometimes. And it's not that I want that for you. I don't, but 30 year old you wants that for you. And, and it's weird to say it that way, but, but you do it by stepping into something with a lack of confidence. It's unconfident action that you take that provides feedback that gives you confidence that tells you, you know what? I've learned a lesson in this. I can now, I can try it again. It may not be great like I dream it, but it's going to be a little bit better, you know, but eventually it becomes something where you can master it. Like football. I sucked at football, dude. I was not good. And I went and did these things and I'm hoping it works out. It, it was something where it doesn't guarantee I'm going to work out and be great. And I went on the football field and I wasn't amazing, right? But I got better and I got better and I got better because the mentality all of a sudden I'm catching balls, making tackles. They moved me to varsity as a sophomore. I'm killing it out there, right? 
And so the thing was simple, like it was a different mind. And so now I was able to express and experience more because of what I kept subjecting myself to. Because eventually I went from being horrible and I hated the existence and it sucked to being so thoroughly in joy to do this thing that I hated doing. But that's a process you have to traverse. You have to cross the chasm and it happens because you kept stepping into it, learning something, doing it again. I look at it like um, numerically. If I try something, it's a 10 of 10 of pain. I hate this thing, right? And you do it, you step away, two different things you could do. One, I can step away and go, this was hard and everybody would get it. I understand you really sucked. You should probably not do that. But you go, wait, no, I, I learned something. Okay, what'd you learn? I learned a simple thing. But you're not going to do it again, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. Why would you do that? It's masochistic. What, you're going to go do that? Yeah, yeah. You go do it again. And guess what? 9.5 a pain. Hey, bro, stop. It's a nine and a half a pain. You suck at that. Don't do it anymore. But hey, I learned something again. What are you talking about? Are you crazy? You do it again. It's a nine. What? Stop. You know, and, and most people would go, stop it. But you keep going. And eventually you work your way down to zero. And most people think it's zero. It's painless. You could do it with no pain. No, no, no. It's joy. I went from hating football, like loving it, and like, I suck, I'm quitting the game, to, bro, put a helmet on me even to this day. <laughs> like, let me, let me suit. I can't wait to go out there and look dumb or good. I just love the game, right? Because you're willing to keep putting, put, because there's joy that comes with what it took to go through that journey. That can be applied to anything, your business, your health, your marriage, your parenting. But a lot of people stop at 10 or nine and a half. They stop at five. They never make it to joy. Wow. That's deep. Um, what is your vision for your life and business next 12 to 18 months? Uh, I think two things. One is I'm at the point in my life where I don't want to keep trying new things. I want to get ridiculously good at what I know to do. I've tried the things. I've tried the programs, the courses, the business to the tune of probably 30 different things I've tried. And I found the two that fit. I do really, really well at guiding people through a dark work experience. I help you curate and execute that bad boy. It is simple, but not easy. And that's the goal. It develops a better identity, a dominator's identity in you. I'm really good at that. That's all we're going to do as a company for the next decade plus. That's it. There's stuff wrapped around it, but the core of it, when it's consulting, coaching, keynotes, that's it. The other thing is I love to teach from experience. And so my message is unique to me. There's no competition from a speaker because they don't have my message. So I love teaching speakers at a company called Speak to Freedom. I love my life. I love giving people the ability to live a life like this. And so I have a company where I teach speakers, and that's what I do. So the next 12, 18, not just months, but years, I, I, I see myself having a phenomenal business built out in the realm of the dark work experience. And there's everything from apparel to, to supplements to, a, I think, a building, a facility that gets me to have a gym again and some consulting space inside, like some cool, I got an idea for that. And the, and the speaking business is teaching people how to keep doing this because I'm going to keep speaking. So I'm going to teach from real time and just watch that blossom into something where I serve people over time. Incredible, man. Anthony, thanks for coming on and sharing about your life, um, some of the dark struggles, the dark work you've done in your business. For those of you out there listening, write down something you learned from today, whether it's the mindsets, how you overcome pressure. There's so much we covered today that you can learn from. Write down something you learned and share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable. This freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. 
Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 